We are coming to you from the Service Autopilot Studios. This is the Profit Roadmap. I'm Cody. And I'm Bear. And today we are going to be sitting down with Caleb Risley. He's a member of our support team. He's a great guy. I know him. You love him. Everybody loves Caleb. You know, I always joke around that everyone uh, everyone loves Caleb. Even the president of the I Hate Caleb fan club loves Caleb. Well, yeah, story. even even the, the club that's built around hating Caleb calls itself a fan club. I know exactly. That's right. That's right. That's the only way to, that's the only way that Caleb, you know, can be truly appreciated is by a club that says that they hate them even though he loves them. Caleb's great. He's going to be sitting down with us today every every day all week long, 40 hours a week. He's talking to our members. He's on the front lines of what you guys are doing, what you guys know, what you guys want to know. So we're going to be sitting down with him. We're going to talk about his experience at Service Autopilot and we're also going to be talking about what he believes is the most neglected feature by our members and and what they can do to make the most money with that feature. Very exciting. Stay tuned. It's going to be good stuff. This is the Profit Roadmap. We are sitting down with Caleb Brisley today to talk about his experience at Service Autopilot. He uh, he works in our support department. Uh, he is a well-beloved member of the support department uh, on, on all accounts. So the reason we're doing these interviews is that we want to put uh, a little bit of personality behind the voice. And if you've talked to Caleb on the phone, you've gotten a taste of his personality. But we really want to do a deep dive and let you know a little bit more about who Caleb is, uh, what he's got going on at Service Autopilot. Absolutely. So uh, Caleb's actually been here longer than I have. Caleb, how long have you been here? Um, I think we're coming up on a little bit over a year and a half now, if I'm not mistaken. Fantastic. It's so it's been a year and a half. Uh, what uh, tell us a little bit about what brought you here? Um, so kind of a funny story there. Um, a, a lot of my colleagues, a few of which are in development, and Stephen, which is uh, one of our support supervisors, I have known them for about actually a little bit over ten years now. Um, I met them whenever we worked at Brahms, which is a local <laughs> ice cream shop, and um, they informed me of you know just wonderful opportunities here and. I ended up learning a little bit more about the software and about the company as a whole, and um, I'm glad I made that decision, definitely. Awesome. So, so what you're saying is ice cream brought you to Service <laughs> Autopilot. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's <laughs> uh, always funny because that's my, that's my go-to when I talk about product feedbacks within our system because I always say, well, there's, 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 a, you know, there's, a, there's a spectrum of product feedback. There's, I want Service Autopilot to make me ice cream, and then there's legitimate requests like, you know, <laughs> You guys going to be doing uh, QuickBooks, you know, QuickBooks online syncing and stuff like that. So there, there's a there's a varying spectrum of of, of product feedbacks and everything. So, uh, Caleb, let's go let's go ahead and get the let's get the elephant out of the room here. All right. So you're everyone's favorite support rep. Okay. <laughs> I had some time to support. You know, Cody does some great work and support. But let's let's face it, you're 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 a favorite. And uh, so what do you, what do you think makes you so? You know, give you an opportunity to talk about yourself here a little bit. What makes you so popular with our membership? <laughs> that is so kind of you guys. Um, I really, honestly, I think a big part of my success here with the company and um, my ability to really build a special type of rapport with our members is um, I really have a strong passion for, for bettering our members' experience. Um, I can more than empathize. I can really sympathize 
having to call into a support line. And I know how awful it can be whenever you get that very unhelpful person or someone who's maybe not the most knowledgeable. Um, and I think that's what really gives me that drive as far as to um, really enjoying my job, enjoying what I do, and um, really caring for our members. So what you say is you've called into HP more than once in your life, right? <laughs> once or twice, <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> That's a that's an unnamed software company. That we're not going to name who has bad support. <laughs> so, um, what, uh, Caleb? What's the? You know, we all have we all have favorite parts in the system. We have things that we're really you know proficient in and everything like that. But what is your what's your favorite feature within Service Autopilot software? Um, well, that's a really um, a broad spectrum question, to be honest. Um, just overall, really, um, one of our bigger features that a lot of our competitors don't have, from what I've noticed, um, that a lot of our members rely on, not only for like their internal tracking, but for like legality purposes and reporting to the EPA, really, I think would be chemical tracking. Um, as far as to being able to log this data, log what chemicals you use, your application rates and that kind of thing. Um, I, I find it just extremely beneficial in the system. And um, I think it's a feature that maybe not all of our members are entirely aware of that we offer. Um, I've worked with a lot of our members who um, have been audited by the EPA um, or or like their local government agencies as far as to having chemicals being applied on properties and that kind of thing. And um, it doesn't always work out really well for them, unfortunately. Those are members who aren't using chemical tracking. <laughs> Correct. Or aren't using it correctly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, like, what, uh, just to kind of kind of touch on that a little bit more, you know, necessarily, or maybe it's something, it's another area within the system, but, like, what area within the software do you feel that a lot of our members may be intimidated by uh, but should be using? Um, really, I think I think that would be um, a majority of our um, more advanced features that we have in the system, uh, many of which, actually all of them, you have to go through uh, a training course to even have them enabled, even though they're free. Um, to list a few, really, I think that our forms – can be um, a little bit more intimidating than most other features, um, primarily in my opinion because there's just so many different functionalities behind them. You know, our forms, you can go in and build a form on your mobile app um, to have your field technicians do maybe an end-of-the-day checklist. You can go in and build a form and have it placed on your website as far as to being able to collect a review and have that imp- information um, roll into your service autopilot account. Um, there's just, there's countless capabilities with it to where it can be a little bit intimidating, um, feeling like you, you're going to have to learn or utilize it and all of the fashions that are given. Um, fantastic. This is the profit roadmap. I'm uh, Barry Duplessis alongside Cody Owen. We're interviewing the favorite support rep. Uh, Caleb Risley, and, uh, he's been telling us a little you're, bit. You're just joining us on this podcast <laughs> yes, that you exactly. downloaded. All Sorry, you skippers. It's the, it's the old, it's the old radio in me to kind of like, uh, retackle what we're doing here and everything like that. But, uh, um, the, um, you know, we're talking about some features that, uh, that, uh, are your favorite or ones that are specific to what you think are the most important or ones that are being least used that should be and everything like that. Let's, let's talk about, let's go a little bit more in depth here. So you, you've tackled, you tackle a lot of calls per week and you talk to, some members more than once you talk to, uh, you know, 
everybody under the sun, you know, basically. So any member that calls in, you know, they have a chance of getting the, the privilege of talking to you. But let's, uh, let's tackle one specifically. What's the longest call that you can recall that you've been on and what brought it to a successful end? Um, off the top of my head, there's really not one particular call per se that just really comes to mind in my tenure working here. Um, uh, really, um, we do have some of our members who, um, create what, what we like to call a laundry list. Um, ultimately, um, instead of immediately calling in to report a problem or questions, that type of thing, we'll just, they'll go in and create just like an ongoing list of, just questions and concerns or if they're having trouble in the system ultimately that can that can really increase the the call time um and unfortunately i feel like oftentimes a lot of these issues or problems that they're having maybe can't be fully addressed in that call um whenever you're skipping back and forth from different topics and different problems back to back um i feel like they really don't get the care that they need as far as to us being able to address those um Ultimately, in my opinion, um, if you are planning on trying to make a list, um, definitely try to, you know, just give us a call as soon as you um, you're coming across a problem in the system. We really um, we take pride in really doing our best to help resolve problems. And um, and I don't want you to sit there and have a problem, you know, that's that's been bothering you for an exponential amount of time whenever it's something that we can go in and potentially get fixed almost immediately. So if you see something say something. Correct. If you think that there's a problem in, in the system, your best bet is to call while you're seeing it. Because if you call in and, and we're not able to replicate it, and it's been two weeks since you saw it, it's going to be really hard for us to be able to help you. Odds are, um, odds are that it's not only affecting you as well. Unfortunately, um, whenever you think of cloud-based software, um, pretty much everyone's running within the same system and everything is the same aside from the data that you put in yourself to the system. So if there's something malfunctioning, odds are that may be um, cumbersome for other members as well. So we really, really need to know if you're having trouble. It's like the age old mantra, like when we were back in school, you know, like, you know, always encouraging people to ask questions, because if you when you ask a question, more than likely you're asking it for 10 other people in the room. So it's it, it's one of those things. And, and, and just to touch on that, that's a that's a great example of two weeks, uh, Cody, because I when I from my time in support, I remember a specific call where it was a customer who had logged a bunch of issues or questions or things he was having difficult with. And he specifically called in and we went through this whole long list of calls and it was, it was a, it was a pretty lengthy call and, and we were able to tackle most things. But of course, the first thing that we tackled, which took up a, a bulk of that really long time was an issue actually that I needed to submit to, uh, to our, you know, our product management team. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately that was like the first thing that started this list of his and I said, well, when did you first notice it? And he said, two weeks ago. And I was like, oh, no, you know, it could, <laughs> you know, this, it, you know, could have been resolved. And, and point of fact, to, to take it even a step further, I remember that call specifically because I remember thinking, gosh, two weeks, he waited two weeks on this. And within within about 48 business hours, uh, development had sent it back to me and I was able to call the member and we were able to fix the issue and it was done. And th- that could have been two weeks beforehand you know so it was it's something definitely you know Caleb brings about a good point you know it's a it's a it's a really we want to encourage you guys to call in with those issues with those questions because again as Caleb was quick to point out you know you know more than likely multiple people are going to be dealing with the same issue and if we can get it resolved 
you know, you've solved the, you know, you've helped solve the problem not only for yourself, but for the membership as a whole. Absolutely. Yeah. If you haven't told us that there's a problem, we're not working on fixing it. Unless it's (laughs) something that that one of us has uncovered. And I've I've found issues in the system Mm -hmm. just while playing around in my test account. But you guys are the ones on the ground using it every day. So you're going to be the first ones to find a bug. And if you wait two weeks and you're dealing with this bug and it's frustrating you for two weeks, and then you tell us about it, that timeline feels much longer in your mind between when you first saw the issue and when we finally fixed it. Mm-hmm. But if it took us 48 hours to fix it and you two weeks to call, we can't accelerate that timeline until you tell us that there's a problem. Right. Absolutely. So, I mean, like for us, we think we feel accomplished. We're like, oh, yeah, 24 hour turnaround, 48 hour turnaround. We're like, yeah, awesome. Fantastic. Look how great this is. And but for you, it's been an accelerated timeline because a non-accelerated timeline rather because you're you know, you've waited these two weeks and everything. Uh, so let's kind of let's kind of take this uh, to a different direction here, Caleb. So uh, along those lines of, of calls and fun calls, what's the what's the most fun product feedback request that you've received? For those of you who don't know, a product feedback is uh, a feature that Service Autopilot may not have currently, or a specific function within the features that we do have that does not exist. And so we take we take suggestions kind of from the audience essentially and we uh we log them in what's called a product feedback and that goes to our product management team and uh it might be things that are being worked on things that have never been brought up before or you know you it's like listen. software development if it took place in an improv club there you go <laughs> hey, does anybody in the audience hey, can you can, can somebody give me a profession yeah. a job can, can somebody throw something give out me a there theme. give me a give me a line somebody give me a line <laughs> so i want service product product to make me ice cream so on that on that note, Caleb, what's the what's the most fun product feedback that you've gotten? Oh man, that's a really good question, Bear. Um, I've I've definitely gotten um, numerous product feedbacks, many of which are are really really good ideas that we really do take into consideration, and our development team does look into. Um, that's it's really important for us to know what our members are needing. Um, you're the ones that are using the software. We want to know how to make it better for you. Um, of course, we can't just make every single feature, um, you know, or implement every single feedback that we get. However, it's good for us just to know here uh, from a development standpoint, from a support standpoint, what you're going to need. Um, <laughs> as far as to, I guess, fun product feedbacks, I would say I've gotten some somewhat silly ones, I guess, in my opinion. Um, I had uh, one one of our members call in and she requested for me to um, submit a product feedback for us to change our hold music um, in support. (laughs) (laughs) She said that it was dreary and it was making her want to take a nap. So So I put that in and, you know, we have some, you know, a few other fun ones. Um, A lot of people like to request different colors as far as to your layout in your service autopilot account, which if you're not aware, we have, I think, probably about... 10 or 15 different like color schemes mine's purple (laughs) so that's always an option as well but um but a majority of them really i understand where where members are coming from with certain things that you need um and i really i wish i could make all of those happen for you but um but unfortunately it's just kind of the process of us um just slowly growing as a company so you know i think a lot of us do get uh, any if any of us have put a time and support like the three of us have uh, specifically, I think that uh, one of the things that uh, 
some some of our membership uh, do get frustrated with when it comes to product feedback is that they think that it just kind of goes into a black hole, and that's not necessarily true at all. Uh, an interesting fact, if you guys didn't know this, and was that um, you know our reports, you know that uh, that our colleague Kurt uh, works on, and of course the product management team as well, and everything. Reports is a specific area that's heavily been invested by our membership. Seventy five percent of the reports that exist within Service Autopilot, seventy five percent exist because of membership product feedback. Mm-hmm. And that's, yep. that's, that's, a, that's a killer percentage. They pretty much invented reports. You guys invented reports. And I think that's something that um, you know, is, a, is a glaring example of how invaluable product feedbacks are and our membership is to us and getting that information to us. So um, Caleb, you know, let's, uh, let's take another turn here. So life, uh, life outside service autopilot. Tell us other than Brahms, and ice cream. Oh, <laughs> uh, what do you like to do? What's what does Caleb Brisley do for yeah, fun? Yeah, um, honestly, I really love to just you know have, go hang out with a lot of friends. We'll go out, grab a beer, um, have a good time. Um, I think one of my favorite pastimes, personally, is that I love to go fishing. Fishing, huh? Does, yeah. does that mean that you like to go napping near lakes? <laughs> that, that's what I'd be doing if I, if I went fishing. Depends on what day of the week it is, I guess. <laughs> Obviously not during a work day, not during your lunch hour. You go fishing and it's just a good way of <laughs> no, no napping. So, um, okay, well, so, okay, fishing. So do you, are you a fly fisherman? Are you a bait fisherman? What, can, what, what, what do you like to do as far as, as fishing specifically? Um, definitely a bait fisherman. Um, I like to kind of, I guess you can say I take the lazy route pretty much. You put the worm on, worm on the hook, you throw it in the water, and then you just sit back and relax with a beer. <laughs> sounds, sounds good to me. Uh, what's your favorite place to fish? Um, uh, my favorite place. So I actually, um, I live in a small town um, right outside of Dallas called Rockwall and we live right next to a lake called Lake Ray Hubbard, which is just a beautiful, smaller lake. Um, so I'll definitely go out there. There's a few different parks. However, a fisherman doesn't reveal all of his fishing secrets. Are you saying that there is a secret fishing hole near Rockwall that you're holding back from us? There definitely is a few. Yeah. Is is it a good spot for napping while pretending to fish? It would be if you would bring your hammock. Uh, that, are there are trees? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. Well, you'll have I to show me I think he's diverting us. I think that's what's really going on here. I don't think there's anything near Rockwall. <laughs> <laughs> for those who weren't aware, um, Cody here actually sometimes will bring his hammock up to work. And on his lunch break, he will set up his hammock outside and go and relax with a book during his lunch break. I am so envious every time I see him hanging out there. It, it's really the best way to spend your lunch hour. I totally was not aware of this fact. You've been holding out on me here, Cody. You have a hammock. Is it? It's because of. It's because I'm larger than you, right? You're afraid I'm going to break it. That's why you haven't told me. About oh it? no, man! If, if you weigh less than 400 pounds, you're good to get in this hammock. Well, this is a podcast. People don't know that I'm not that big. They just assume it is because of my boisterous voice here. So, like, okay, well, so I can. So I, I'm. I, I am under 400 pounds. So I it's, can totally. It's actually in in my car downstairs. Oh, fantastic. You know, I think we should take a break after yeah. this uh, after this interview, and I I need to test that out. That needs to happen. So, so Caleb, when you disappeared from support for half a day yesterday, were you out at some lake fishing? Is that 
Um, I wish I could say that. Uh, we actually, um, so we actually went and attended a volunteer event for a food pantry, um, a local food pan- pantry here in Plano, Texas. Um, we just had an amazing time and it was such a humbling experience just going out and being able to serve our community and, um, and have a good time doing it. So I talked to a couple of the people that, that went yesterday and they were telling me that they were running shopping carts. Uh, was <laughs> that what you were doing or were you yes, doing something else? Actually, yeah, I was. So ultimately, um, pretty much how it would be that our, you know, they, they call them our clients. So, um, they would come through and we would pretty much load up carts, be in line, follow them out to their car and help them, you know, unload all these, you know, groceries and everything that have, you know, been provided to them through, um, different donors and that kind of thing there at, um, the food pantry. So yeah, we've, we've collected food for minis, right? Up here at the office. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think we have actually, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But, um, it was, it was a really wonderful experience, um, you know, minus the hundred degree heat outside, but, uh, <laughs> all in all, I really think it was worth it. And we all, you know, we all had a good time. Yeah. So for those of who were just kind of catching on there or didn't, or missed it, uh, Minnie's Food Pantry is a, is a fantastic, uh, nonprofit organization that provides, um, you know, provides food to the needy and uh, to the less fortunate. And you can volunteer, you can donate. There's a lot of things you can do. If uh, anyone in the area or, or from outside the area wants to check it out, they can definitely, uh, they have a website. Uh, it's uh, minisfoodpantry.org, uh, a fantastic organization that we've uh, donated our time to and, and some and some food as well. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's one that I have, it's not a volunteer experience that I haven't experienced yet, but just, just from yesterday alone, um, you know, and we've gone several times uh, in my tenure here. Uh, yesterday uh, specifically struck me because of so many people came back with, with just uh, just an uplifted spirit, uplifted spirit, including Caleb. And so it's it's and a little bit of a sunburn. <laughs> yeah. Love that Texas heat. And so it's something that I definitely am going to take advantage of um, personally. And uh, I recommend anyone to to definitely check out their website. That's Minis M I double N I E foodpantry.org okay well i just had one more question for caleb ask away so it's been a year and a half you've been on the phones Mm -hmm. do you still love it um it's definitely um again it's really something that i am passionate about um, and I really think that's why I really do flourish in my current position working, you know, as a direct point of contact between us and our members is because I really do care. Um, I want your business to succeed. I want to take care of your problems you're having. I want to answer any questions you have. Um, and so, you know, with that's going to come, you know, some bad days, some hard phone calls and, you know, some difficult people. Um, and I think that's really going to be in any industry that you're working with, uh, direct public or, you know, w- within client relations. Um, it can get, get difficult. But as since it with it being something that I am really passionate about and, and I do enjoy doing, it definitely makes it a lot of fun. So to answer your question, I would say definitely. Yes, I definitely love it. Awesome. Well, Bear, take us Absolutely. Home. So uh, f- Thank you so much, Caleb, for joining us today. This is the Profit Roadmap. We just had an opportunity to talk to uh, your favorite support rep, Caleb, and it's uh, it's been a fantastic experience. You can always uh, give him a call or any of our awesome, cherished uh, support reps to give you uh, a helping hand with Service Autopilot. Uh, so we'll be right back with the tidbit 
Um, Cody will have uh, some really cool industry inside knowledge for you with that. So uh, stay tuned. And yeah, it's It's going to be a good one, guys. Hey, and I will be back with the tidbit right after a quick word from Jonathan. Hey, this is Jonathan. You've probably seen me on the Lawn Care Millionaire YouTube channel. You might know us at Service Autopilot. I'm the co-founder. In just the last couple years, our members have built over $3 billion through Service Autopilot. And I'm also the co-founder of a lawn care company in Dallas that takes care of over 8,500 clients per week. I've been through all the pain, all the frustration. I've missed my goals. I've struggled to find employees. I've been frustrated. I've thought about getting out of the business. I've thought this business will never work. I've had all the same feelings, thoughts, and emotions you've had. The difference is, if you're still struggling, I finally figured out the roadmap. I want to give you the roadmap. You need to be at SA4. Why talk about what you want for one more year? We'll give you the exact strategy and steps to go get what you want and get it all in 2018. If you're hungry for growth and you want a killer 2018, you've got to be at SA4. Okay, well, today on the tidbit, we are going to be talking about everybody's favorite thing, soil moisture, specifically measuring it. Uh, So we're going to be looking at tensiometers. Uh, They are a device that measures the, the water available to plants in the soil. And traditional tensiometers aren't used a whole lot in in residential uh, applications uh, or any like sort of permanent installation because they require frequent checks and if the soil gets too dry tensiometer breaks which is uh you know it breaks exactly when you need it to tell you how much water is available and and how much to add uh so last year Jesse uh, Lafian uh, over at the University of Georgia he's an engineering uh, research assistant designed a new tensiometer that overcomes those traditional weak points. It, it's virtually maintenance-free. It can be used with sprinkler controllers. Uh, and the, the big benefit there is that you're then able to apply water not based on timing, but based on the need in the soil, the need of the plants. So this is going to conserve water. So this is really good for, for drought-stricken areas or anywhere where, you know, rainfall is, is a little less frequent. If the soil isn't, uh, if the soil has enough water in it to provide for the plants, we don't need to water every 12 hours or every other day or whatever uh, system you're running on. We can apply water when the plants need it. Uh, but then in addition to that, it conserves water. It also conserves your client's wallets, right? And that's a big selling point that you can come in to say that you want to install this thing. It's going to cost them, you know, X amount of dollars up front, but then in the long run, it's going to save them money. Uh, so it's got a really strong selling point. Uh, and it will be, he's hoping to come to market in 2018. So be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for this new tensiometer. Uh, I'm sure you'll get it. Uh, it's getting some play in lawn and landscape should be uh, announced uh, all over. We'll let you know when it comes out to keep listening to the podcast. Bear and I just want to give a quick thank you to Caleb for coming out today and joining us on the Profit Roadmap. We hope that you enjoyed getting to hear from him and that you enjoyed uh, and maybe maybe learned something from it. Uh, Caleb's been a valuable member of the support team for a long time now. Uh, and, and if you've talked to him, then, then, you know, what a, what a great guy he is. Uh, if you need to need to reach Caleb, he can be reached on the support line at 972-728-4040. Call in, ask him a question. 
All right, we'll see you guys next week. The music in this episode of The Prophet Road Mac was Rip Tide and Summon the Rock by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. If you want to check out Kevin's music, it's some good stuff, Incompetech.com.